With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. edition of the second season of the last second shot podcast you heard yo duh. back for another week we, hey I had to take a week off you know certain things happen but we like hang out hey producers <laughs> right. can I get some can I get some ice water in here I'm talking to the producers that aren't going to give me any water I'm boosting <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Got my brother Eric Thomas uh with us. I'm in the studio. You already know it's Darren Clore. We are the last second shot podcast. Back again back. at it. Man, let's talk Hey, it's about great it, to be back. Let's talk about it, bro. I mean I we I I'm just gonna go ahead and dive into it. Let's go, let's dive in. No we saw on. our first glimpse of at. <laughs> hey, chill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we saw our first glimpse of action um, this past weekend at the uh, Michigan Mega Scrimmage, um, thrown by LBI, and that was at West Point South. It, it turned into quite the event. Um, and this year, we had some heavy hitters. We had some people to come out and, and play like it. it it was it was district, and the, the game depended on them to go go to regionals. There wasn't any slacking. Teams came prepared. Teams were double. Teams were pressing. Teams were dying for the ball. This this seems like mid-season basketball. Oh, for sure, it did. For sure, if that's a preview of the type of action we're going to get throughout the whole year. I, who, who is, you know what I'm saying, girls basketball ain't in the competitive state. Uh, you might be wrong this year, fam. Might be a little wrong. Whoa, 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 More on that one. <laughs> but you know, especially in Michigan, 
it's it's been a long time since basketball for women weren't wasn't competitive in the state of Michigan. Now it hasn't been a long time since there was one dominant team that was way better than the the others because that happened. Okay, but it was still competitive. Okay. What we saw on Saturday, we saw the young depths team that looked like they were ready for war. In our first episode, you know, I, I kind of previewed that it, it might be hard for them because they're young. And I still stand by that statement. But the, the thing is, they showed up in the scrimmage against older squads. Uh, more experienced squads, squads that have have been together, the chorus have been together longer. They showed up and they showed up. Um, I would even go to say, out of all the teams that I was able to watch, because I wasn't there from the first thing in the morning, they were the best team that I saw. Okay. Okay. Um, just from an intensity standpoint, is you know, there, of course, because there was a scrimmage, there was no scores kept. But what you were able to see Dustin do, you were able to see Deja Tyson handle the ball, a uh, real good decision maker. Rakia Jackson, um, she, she picked up right from where she left off last year um, in, in the summer. Um, she's rated number seven in, in her class overall. And, and she came out and she did her thing. Um, you know, just on all ends, Ashley Cream is a great contributor. You saw Gabby Elliott doing what I praised her for in the, in the first uh, episode, Run, you know, handling the ball, doing work down low, shooting the perimeter shot, just a, a real do-it-all player. I mean, you know, if she's three inches taller, which, you know, knowing her lineage is very possible, She's basically Rakia Jackson uh, uh, part two, but you know, you know, just just a really good performance from Tepso. Oh, for sure, for sure. That, that, I would agree with you. I was there all day. You know, made, I made sure I was there bright and early, clear my whole day, and all that. It was a great event. First of all, shout out to the good people at LBI. But yeah, Des was probably the best team that I, that was was there. They, I mean, like probably had the best performance. You know, they showed up and they showed out. Really showed up and showed out. I mean, going up against a million dollar team that is probably top two or three to start the season with a little bit who, who was more experienced and you know they've been through wars. You know, you know whether it be regular season playing against top competition or you know. In their own conference, they they played in the you know the, the SVL was tough last year, and you know their district was tough. So they've been through wars, but Debson came at them, you know like okay, we're young, we don't care who you are, where you're from, how experienced you are, we're just, we're coming to get down. And like I said in the last show, they're like for the older listeners, they're like Bam Bam from the Flintstones, young, rambunctious, don't care. They're just looking to get down and wreck something. And that's exactly what they did. But what also impressed me, though, was East Lansing. East Lansing is, they could be kind of, you know, 
some people who say, you know, with McCutcheon graduating, they might dip a little bit. And maybe so from a talent standpoint. Maybe so. But they're athletic. They're fast. They get up in you defensively. That coaching staff knows what they are doing. Right. I was just going to say, they're well coached. People forget. They're not too far removed from state championship uh, contending and winning. Um, that's that's less than what uh, five or six years ago. About five. Yeah, about six. Yeah, about six years ago, they they were making consistent trips to the Breslin Center, not not you know the quarterfinals, like they were going consistently. Um, and I mean, not no disrespect to those teams that won it or. Uh, or, or you know con- contended for it, but those teams didn't have nearly as much as they have now. I mean, right on the street is there's a few high major players uh, on East Lansing's team. That's just the word on the street. That's just the word on the street. That's what that's what that's what Listen, I, I can only report what I hear, man. Hey, I, hey, I heard the same thing. So I can't even. I'm not even trying to throw shade. I heard the same thing. I mean, I, I kind of agree. I, I kind of agree. So, you know, if it's word on the street, then it's, I concur with the word on the street. Man, and how about how about Midland Dow? Uh, we talked about their matchup with that, so I uh, got to see them two more times. Uh, after, well, I got to see them on two different occasions uh, on Saturday. Uh, one against Wayne Memorial where Mason Taylor shot the blood out of the ball. Um, and, and listen, you know, last year it kind of was the Ellie and Molly show in that backcourt. Um, and you came on, and we came on here week in and week out. Even though we mentioned her a lot last year, we definitely mentioned AZ a lot last year. But week in, week out, we mentioned uh, record-breaking performance. The way Molly, uh, the way Maisie shot the ball on uh, on Saturday against Wayne Memorial, it, it just was unreal. Um, it just, you know, from the start of the game, catch goes up, mm. catch goes up, mm. like. And I had people come up to me after the game and say. Wow, I didn't know she could shoot like that. I didn't know she had that in her. Um, yeah, we kind of said on the, on the show all last year. <laughs> we kind of said on the show all last year. Kind of said, hey, she's a she's a gamer. She can do it. Um, and, and the way she the way she stepped up in that particular scrimmage. Um, you know, it it honestly was the same show. You know, I I hope to see I hope to see more of that during the season because, like I said, the kid is, is so talented. I do think he goes unnoticed at times. Um, but you know, you see what she did. It it, it was a great performance, uh, shooting the ball, even handling the ball. Because a lot of people um, don't know that she can dribble. Um, that she she has the passion to her, but uh, you know even even getting into the lane she was really good. And Midland Dow, period. They just were moving the ball very very well, which is what you expect to see from a team that has been together for so long. I mean, Ellie Ellie and 
Ellie and Kaylee, you know, we've been playing together for so long, played AAU together for some time uh, before this season. Um, then you add Molly in there, you know, who's been on, on the squad and Maisie, of course, being sisters with Ellie and, and spending some time with Kaylee. You know, that core has been together a while. So the way they're moving the ball is beautiful. Is, is beautiful. They're they're not selfish. Uh, they're not force feeding it to to uh, Wasco Donlo, which you know, with such a skilled dig, you kind of see the down low game force sometimes. But they're just looking for the open shot, the best matchup, and then they're going get it. Yeah, it's kind of you know, um, I would compare it to the way. The Phoenix Suns played when Dan Tony was a head coach. You had Steve. Hey, Mann, hey, hey. Marion don't don't mention that name. Look, so I had to mention the coach. I mean, he came up with the system, the seven seconds or mm-hmm. less thing. Nope. They, they went to the conference finals, man. We're banning that name from the podcast. <laughs> We're banning that name from the podcast. I'm sorry. Hey. The backstory of Darren saying is that he, is because he's a Laker fan and Dan Tony was a horrible coach for the LA Lakers when while he, he won the franchise. <laughs> but back to Mizadado, the the Phoenix Suns coached by he who must not be named. <laughs> you know, indefinitely. Sun, but he, he he started that system before I won in really. Playing, playing at a fast pace, a lot of threes, point guards really attacking the middle. You know, that's how Dow, that's what Millen Dow reminds me of, is that the way they move the ball, the way the guards penetrate and get into the lane, driving kick or a dump down or an isolation for Wasco down low. That, I, it, it's, it's really effective. It's really working for them. Well, the best improvement to me um, with Millen Dow that, that's noticeable, that you can notice, um, in this uh, particular season and the limited action, albeit a scrimmage. The scrimmages are really an um, indicator on how teams are going to play, especially if they have everybody in Millen Dow did. The best improvement to me is their defense. Um, they weren't a terrible defensive team last year. Um, but you could see other opposing teams scored on them. Um, and sometimes, you know, it would be stretches where their defense broke down. Um, and you couldn't understand why. Um, now, the two games that I watched in the NFL, that just, it didn't happen. You know, there weren't breakdowns. You know, you can deal with the physical physical uh, matchups where, okay, you can't stop that person. That happens. That's a part of basketball. But there wasn't any, oh, you know, just an open shot. Just a, a backdoor cut. Um, which Miller Dollars was susceptible to last year. Um, and, you know, I got to see them play quite a bit because they came down. Um, and, of course, you know, they were, their games were streamed online. Um, so, you know, at times there, there were – last year there were times where, you know, they couldn't – they just couldn't defend. Uh, and it just looks really, really better uh, so far this year, uh, you know, through the scrimmages and preseason. 
And speaking of improvement, one team that I was pleasantly, um, I can't say surprised, but I was pleased with watching was Ann Arbor Huron. You know, usually, you know, Huron Huron is known as a slower-paced team, control the tempo. Ball control. Yeah, ball control, you know, a real ball control type team. But under new new head coach, Lindsey Lindsey Clemmer, excuse me, um, they're playing faster. And dare I say, they look better than last year. They look better. The kids have to, you know, kids have a little more freedom to do what they do. Um, I felt last year with now their two leaders, Carl Wilson and especially Emily Marsh, who was phenomenal on Saturday. And congratulations to her on. She was one of those underrated players that we talked about last week. She she broke out. Saturday, and congratulations to her for, on committing to uh, Bradley University. But those two really showed more of the game. I felt last year you probably only saw 10 to maybe 20% of what they can do. This year you're starting to see more of it. Now you're seeing 75%, you know, and I think as the season goes on, you're going to see 100% of what these the, the Huron kids can really do. So I, that was one team I was pleased with watching. I really enjoyed watching the play. Definitely. And, and how how about this? Monfort does not look like a bad team. And and that should you know a lot of people will just look at it and say, well, they have been to the quarterfinals there, um, you know, but it's different. It's different this year. Um, um, you know, they just look really poised um, and scrappy, which they've always been a scrappy team. But, um, you know, they got the transfer, um, Adori, uh, who, who's running the point guard right now. And, you know, she has the offense running. So where they don't always finish at the rim, which I, you know, I expect that to come with some time and, and time to jump. But what she's doing is she's she's added something that Mumford didn't have the last two years in a point guard. Um, and then down low, they just rebounded. And like I said, they scrapped for anything. Really good penetrating team. Um, Matt, they fought hard against everybody they played. Um, and I don't know if they win the PSL this year because King is still King. Um, and they haven't lost in so long. It's kind of like betting against UConn. I'm not going to bet against them until that first loss. That you know, that's how I feel about team in the PSL. But Mumford, they might be ready to. They might be ready to go to the to to the Callahan Hall. They might. I mean, you know, Renaissance isn't the same team this year. They don't have. They don't have Sire Frazier. Cass isn't Cass isn't the Cass of, of of old. They don't you know so they don't have Rose Ball. They don't have Zoe. Um you know, they don't have Ashley Premis. They don't have you know, it, they lost a lot. Okay. So we're sitting here 
We're looking at East English. We're looking at Mumford. Maybe Renaissance maybe is there, you know, because they still have they still have Victoria. Maybe maybe they they finesse their way in, into the playoffs. Mumford might be that team that's ready to take a hurdle. And like I said, it's hard to say that a team is taking a hurdle because they did make it to the Class B uh, quarter uh, quarterfinals. But they might be ready to take that real leap where where you look at it and you say, okay. They they might be ready to try to compete with King. Like I said, I can't predict that they'll win because King is King. They haven't lost. They haven't lost the title in a while. But that that's something that's something that was interesting to watch on Saturday. Is that you know they weren't gonna back down. Hmm. Hmm. That's it. We got to follow up on that one, man. That's a, that's a that's a, that's a hell of a prediction right there, man. We have to follow up on that. We have to kind of watch more for doing throughout the year, man. Yeah, do I, that. I, I might I might be out of my free game this year. You might you might catch me in the for my free game just to see. They definitely have enough to, to go watch this year, at, at the least. Okay. Okay. Feeling that, feeling that. I mean, just you know, a, a brief history lesson. You know, a, a couple of years ago, they give a talented country day team all that they can handle. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they they play, they they play. You were coaching at the time. I, I believe they played Lathrop as well, and I mean, they end up losing the game, but you know, they're scrappy. Their coaching staff, you know, obviously is coaching them not to, not to, you know, bow, you know, bow, bow out of any matchup or any situation, and that's paying off now that he has the talent, or the talent is is flowing in now. Just need some fine. Okay, we have to watch that. Hmm. Now. Another team that showed up and showed out was uh, Williamson. Williamson really doesn't get talked about that much, but they should. They should get talked about. They should get talked about more because they have the shooting led by 2018 point guard Matty Waters. That kid can really play. Um, but they have the shooting. They have an inside game with Allison uh, Peblowski, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but that they play and they play kind of fast. They let their guards do what they do, you know. They let their big girl do what she does, you know. Kind of stru- structured freedom, you know. I was impressed. I think they're gonna make a run for. The boys in the class B. I think class B. Matter of fact, let me not say that. I think they're they might end up at the Breslin in class B. Listen again, this year class B is the most competitive um, class in the state this year, and and is even more competitive because you have the class C champion, Arbor Prep, moving up, which 
it's a little bit of a new look for Arbor Prep. That's another takeaway from Saturday. Because oh, yeah. over the last over the last three years, the team has been evolving, right? Um, and, and credits credits to Coach Wells. He doesn't force a system on his players. He he gets what players he has, and he does what works. So, whereas three seasons ago, they were. Uh, you know, we're going to press you all game, get up and down the court, easy buckets, tight teams, tight teams. Last year, you know, it was we're going to pressure the ball. Our defensive values, you know, we're jumping everything. We're in the passing lanes, you know, a real dribble drive offense in the half court set. It wasn't as fast break as the year before. Now this year, fast forward to Saturday, it was a lot of man to man. Um, the nine passes. You know, not not necessarily traps or, or jumping in the passing line, but you know, still the suffocating brand of defense. But on the offensive side it's a lot more shooting. I mean I can't recall a I can't recall a Arbor Prep team that that shot as many jumpers um, as they did on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a different look. It was a different look. It was a different look. It was, yeah. I mean, with the Petrie sisters, they add another. That's the dimension that they add is the shooting. The Petrie sisters add the add the shooting to our prep who for years were not known as a team that was going to shoot shot the gym. You know, they were fast. They penetrated a lot. Hit a jumper here and there, but they weren't known as a shooting team. They didn't have shooters, you know. But I think that that's what's going to put them over the top this year is adding the Petrie sisters and adding the shooting. Another team that was another team that was scrappy and really competitive and really impressive was a uh, a team that Auburn Prep played was was Wayne Memorial. You know, granted, you know they were kind of depleted, but that didn't stop them from competing. That didn't stop them from competing at, and, and and being real tough and rugged, especially the guards. Can we Clegg and Janae Terry show out? I mean, and, and that's a team that you had that you had in your top five last year, um, if if people recall that. Um, Wayne Memorial did a great job. Janae Terry put on the show. Um, every game that I watched her in, it, it it looks like a totally different player from last year. Um, where you know the expectations were high for her last year, which I mean. Going all conference, uh, honorable mention as a freshman, that's still that's still pretty good. But you know, uh, a lot was expected because she she was that type of player in middle school. Um, but like I always tell people, sometimes things have to come to you and come together. And on Saturday, it all came together: uh, shooting a deep ball, handling the ball, uh, really getting into the lane and, and, and finishing it and drawing the foul. One on one, 
I didn't see anybody who could handle her matchup wise. No, no, she. The advantage, uh, an advantage Janae has is that she is five nine, so she's taller than most. She's taller than most point guards, but she's able to see over the floor. You really uses her length when finishing, or you know, even with passing. I mean, to you know, the step throughs, the ball fakes. She really uses that to her advantage to not only get off a clean shot, but also draw attention and get off clean looks for her teammates. Definitely. And as the season goes on and Wayne Memorial gets healthier, they're just going to be more dangerous. Like, they're already a dangerous team with, with you know, um, with Janae Terry and Cameron Clegg leading the way. But, you know, a lot of people don't realize Saturday there's no Amari Chikwe. Um, there's, you know, there's there's no Maya Garrett. Okay. Um it's just, you know, those are two major components. That's that's the six four center, who you know is probably going to be a division one uh, player when it's all said and done. And then you know a, a six one do it all player, rebound, shoot, handle the ball. Um, so you know while they're out, their teammates are, are gaining a lot of experience. Um, I think. I think, you know, the teammates uh, did a pretty good job for, you know, most of them to be freshmen and sophomores uh, right now. Like I was saying with Deficit, you know, it's all about growing. And are you going to be able to handle that moment? And, um, you know, not not a bad outing for Wayne Memorial at all. Not at all. Not at all. If you were, I'm going to put you on the spot. If you were to do from what you saw, strictly from what you saw, if you were to do a top, let's say, three or top five player that you saw Saturday, who would they be? You're going to make people say we're doing rankings, bro. Hey, this is not <laughs> this is not a ranking. This is conversation. This is what we saw Saturday. We don't do rankings, people. Just, yeah. just for anybody who wants to have that discussion with us, we don't do rankings, baby. We don't. We don't play players like. Hey, hey people, we don't do that. My head off, boy. <laughs> um, we don't. We don't do that, man. We just. Top we just have discussion. I saw. Um, you know, I got there uh, in the middle of the day. Um, so top players I saw. Um. I'm going to give you five in no particular order. Um, Rekia Johnson, one of the best players in the state. She did her thing down low, off the dribble. Um, she just could do it all. Um, it, it was no wrong on, on Saturday for the most part. Um, Deja Church, you know, we didn't get to talk about Southfield A&T, but Deja Church showed some fire because um, South A and T started off slow against Depsa, Um but that second half she really came alive and she did her thing. Um, number three, uh, I talked about her, in the, you know, at the beginning of the show um, of, of this segment. Uh, Maisie Taylor, 
shot shot the lights out of the ball, handled the ball well. Um, of course, Janae Terry, uh, she definitely got down and, and she did her thing. Um, you know, handling the ball and my God, does that kid have some handles? I I just had to add that in because it, it they had to call the trainers over with some tape during halftime. I'm sure they did because it got ugly. Um, <laughs> it got ugly. Um, number five. Who do I want to end this with? Now th- this is the this is the you know interesting part about it because I don't like to do honorable mentions or people that I, I leave out. So I want to make my my fifth very uh, decisive. Okay, I'm going to go with I'm you know what? I'm going to go with um, Janae McClendon. Janae McClendon, um, she's from she's from King. Now she's not the household King player name, you know, she's not Burger, she's not Tia Tepper, she's not Norman. But when I was watching King play and, you know, we talked about them. I, I think, you know, they're the best team in the PSL. But watching her play, she just has a high motor. She has a high motor. She doesn't quit uh, on any type of play. Um, listen, you know, I think as far as why she's going to be in my top performers of that day, is because she did all of the dirty work for team that they're going to need to make a state run, okay? If they want another Breslin performance or a Breslin appearance, um, obviously they have a great coach, but they need that player who's who's not going to be afraid to do that dirty work. Um, and she did it all. And it was, it was really exciting to see. Okay, that's a pretty good five right there. That's a pretty good five right there. Um, we're going to have a couple of the same. In no order, we'll say Deja Church. I mean, and speaking of, and speaking of Southfield and you know, for right now, people can say, well, all they have is church, all they have is church, all they have is church. That's going to be a scary team come mid-season and come March. And it just it, kind anybody of who thinks it's just, it's anybody wild. who thinks all they have is church is they don't they don't know. <laughs> they, you know <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna say it like that. Anybody who thinks that Southfield A and T is is just church one. Obviously, you don't know about the prospects and the players um, around the state because they they got a few um, on the team, and then two. Coach Marshall could win with that team if it didn't have church. I'm just gonna throw it out there, but you know. <laughs> hey, I concur. I agree fully. So Deja was special. I mean, that she always is. Her and Kiara Fletcher are the two best players in the state. 
Um, two would be, I would say Emily Martin. There's no, there's no particular wrong just number, just to be number. But Emily Martin really had a coming out party, and she was so. And I hate getting into this whole efficiency thing when it comes to basketball, especially amateur basketball. I don't know why people do it, but <laughs> everybody has their own deal. No, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> I don't know why. I know my li- I know my listeners. My listeners are asking are going to be like, now why is he telling him to stop? Eric knows what he's doing, and I'm politely <laughs> asking him to stop right now. Look, man, I just just state my opinion, man. Like, <laughs> but for those efficiency heads out there, your next player, whoever man. you may be with the iPad, going who's plus minus and all this. You're Emily a net Mark player, is probably bro. on the positive <laughs> side of that plus minus that you guys have. Um, she was so so efficient, quote unquote. Um, did everything, you know, handled the ball a little bit, made some really good passes, shot the ball well, finished on the inside, mid post, hitting the you know the Carmelo jab, you know, saying one dribble pull up. She she showed she showed what she can do and you know that's why she's a Bradley Brave now. Um, three, uh, this is kind of tough because I just got two people for the spot. Um, three would be Gabby Elliott. I was actually really impressed, really really impressed. I already thought the kid, I already thought the kid was was great, but yesterday she just gave me a strong reminder of why I think that. I mean, shot the threes, you know, showed the mid-range game a little bit. Obviously, she's long and athletic. That's no surprise there. Um, And she can handle the ball. And the the handle is only going to get better. Her game is only going to get better. So that that, that one right there is something special. Um, For... Which is the person I have for the three spot, but hey, we're not we're not going in any order. Um, Janae Terry, Janae Terry showed why uh, her head coach Jarvis Mitchell named her the Terrinator. I mean, because she came out ready to terminate anybody standing in front of her. Believe me, it, I, I I wish. I wish more people could have been there to see what this kid does with the ball. She might not be the quickest or the fastest. She's actually deceptively quick, but she might not She's be. She's quick. You know, not, she's quick, not fast. Quick, not fast. She might not be the fastest player, but she might not have blistering speed. But I tell you what, I dare you to match up with her one-on-one. I dare you to do it. I dare you. I dare you. That was, and I'm going to just leave it like that for Janae Terry. And the final spot would be um, – the final spot would actually be Kamaria McDaniel. Kamaria, <laughs> Kamaria uh, speaking of showing off the handle and, you know – 
putting people in the mix and everything. Kamari, the, <laughs> how famous Low said, gave a couple people the the, sh- the sham and cheese sandwich. She <laughs> she gave a couple of, a, a, a few people Saturday found out what a sham and cheese sandwich was thanks to Kamari McNabb. Cause oh my God, that kid was yanking and crossing and. I think somebody's vertebrae fell out. I, I really think so. I, I thought I think somebody's vertebrae fell out. I really do. She she hit somebody with a mean pullback. I think their vertebrae really fell out. I, I I gotta check up on that, but I think somebody's vertebrae fell out. But Kamaria showed what she what she does. I mean she 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 scores. She's a known scorer, and that's what she did. She scores and she has a nice handle. She's deadly going right. I'm telling you. Deadly going right, and that pull up jumper is it was already good, but it's improved. So yeah, she she really she really not only impressed but entertained me Saturday. So that's my file. Definitely it, and like I said, it was just so many good performances, man. Um, like I said, it that brand of basketball that was played was it was mid season four. Oh yeah. It, it was Definitely. it was mid season four. You know, kids were going at each other's neck and they weren't holding back at all. Not at all. Not at all, not at all, and it 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 was an overall great day. Like it was a really good day. I think you know I tweeted out you know how good I was feeling <laughs> that day. I mean, because it, it when you when you're at Grimmage, you know the seasons around the corner. It's like a it's almost like a holiday. You know what I'm saying? It, it's almost like a holiday. So you know, I woke up feeling great. It was an overall great day. You know, I think I probably woke up at like five in the morning. You know, just to, you know, because I was just so excited. Yeah. So it was a yeah, great I was, day. Too. I was up too. I was up too. But this is the last second shot podcast live recording. Um, I am Darren Clore. My brother is Eric Thomas. They call us a lot of things, a few to our face, <laughs> you know. But uh, but um, just you know, staying along with the show, it's really interesting, man. Because after this week, we're a few days away from the start of the season, um, and. Yeah. It's always interesting because preseason usually people have this they kinda of have this or you know, like this yeah, look at me. I'm I'm this person type deal, you know. Um but you know, it's not a lot of that this year. You you see a lot of humble teams, a lot of Hungry teams at that. Um, 
I don't know. Because, you know, the type of person I am, I'm a mix in between arrogant and humble. Like, I'm, I like to think that I'm, I'm right in between, you know, that, that happy balance where I'll say something reckless to you and let you know when I'm, I'm killing you, but I'll always respect my opponent. Um, oh, you're, you're, you're respectful. This year. You're respectful, huh? So what? That, so, so, so that, so that, so that boy you wrestled in, the, uh, in uh, from Avondale, we'll call, we'll call you respectful right now. If we asked him, hey, listen, you're respectful, <laughs> you're respectful huh? You're a real respectful hey, guy, huh? I was young. I was young. I, <laughs> I was young. So I, I, what can I say? If I ask South Hill High football team right right now what you were saying on Twitter, they would say it would be respectful. <laughs> it was really respectful. Ooh, ooh, I got to delete those tweets. Ooh. <laughs> I, look, that's, that's different, though, because th- that was in school on 10 Mile, okay? <laughs> it's, it's it's just really it's just really hard to to respect them and people who graduated from there. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, chill, but, chill, uh, chill right now, chill, chill. You got to quit. Chill. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. But I'm, I'm just saying, you know. Um... Chill, chill, man. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, it is nice to see so many teams that have respect for their opponents because then you avoid the blowouts. You avoid um you avoid I won't say upsets because upsets still happen if you respect your if you respect your uh opponents or not. Upsets can still happen. But um you avoid embarrassments. Okay? Um, and so it's just really nice to see that, um, you know, from, I mean, from all fronts, you know, you have that from your defending champions all the way down to, to teams who didn't make it out of districts. Um, so that's why I think this might end up being our best season that we've covered yet. Now I've, I've seen a lot of women's basketball in the state over the years. So for me to say that it might end up being our best ever that's you're not gonna get that out of me. Okay, but um definitely it, it can end up being um uh, one of the best that I've covered as, you know, a member of the media. Um and and I'm excited about that. Before uh the show, uh we did say we were gonna have a special guest, um uh, and we're still gonna have uh her or him on. Um we're just gonna uh, wait for that call in the producers to let me know. Uh, when we have them on the line, um, but you know, just keeping it going. What matchups? Like, have you have you been able to look at the the schedules at all, or what matchups are you anticipating? Um, I've been able to look at a couple. You know, not not a whole like. Yeah, I I, I don't think everybody's schedule is posted online as of yet. I, I think it will be in a few days. Um couple early season matchups, you know, there's always some good showcases early in the season. I would say, if I'm not mistaken, 
Southfield will be playing Southfield A&T. Let me be correct, because it's no longer Southfield High or Lathrop. Southfield A&T. <laughs> Reincarnate uh, Lathrop. <laughs> will be they will be playing Mill and Dow at the Icebreaker Classic on December third. Reason why that's interesting to me, um, it'll be the first time I think in a while that a Michelle Marshall led team will be underrated, like will be the underdog per se. In that matchup, um, I think it'll be the first time in David Church's school, one of the rare times, maybe not the first, but one of the rare times in David Church's uh, career that she'll be an underdog going into a matchup. And we'll see how how Southfield deals with Wasco on the inside and the inside-outside combo of, you know, Wasco along with the guards, Davis, and the Taylor sisters. We'll see. You know, it's interesting to see how that will work and really interesting how to see how Dow handles the, well, the guards of Southfield A&T. Their, Southfield A&T is a little smaller. You know, no, I don't, I don't think it's a six-foot on their roster. Um but well, they can probably go out or four out one in with Alexis Johnson that can can play outside. She can play inside, you know, as a post player when she has that matchup. So it'll be interesting to see how they deal with a quick, a quicker, smaller uh, team in 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 A&T. And I really just want to see how Dow would defend Daisy Church. I, I, I like. It's going to be an elephant in the room. I might as well just address it now. I think people are waiting to see how they're going to, how church is going to look since, you know, all, or, all South or, has I mean, I, I'll, I'll take that question a, a bit further. If they can guard, if they can guard, there's a church. Yeah. yeah it, I mean, She's one of those players, you know, I, I put Rakia in this, Rakia Jackson from Devs in this category, and I put Kiera Fletcher um, in this category as well. I could, I could name a couple others, but that will take up too much time. Um, those are the players that you just have to pray when guarding them. They're, you're not going – you may frustrate them a little bit, maybe – uh, you may, they may, they might be off that day, and that's what you're praying for. You're praying that they're off that day because you're, you're not going to stop them. You're, you're not going to stop a Daisy Church. You're not going to stop a Kiara Fletcher. You're not going to stop a Rakia Jackson. You're not. You just got to hope and pray that they miss. You can play all the, the best defense in the world. There's no stopping that. There's no. <laughs> Some, there, there are those type of players when it comes to basketball. It, it happens. It happens. I'm not trying to slight anybody, but they're just that special. Definitely. I mean, and staying on on that particular, uh, staying on that particular uh, event, um, Country Dirt versus Wayne Memorial. 
yo, that's going to be interesting, okay? Um, you know, Kemri Clay playing Carol team, um, but Wayne Memorial, they can make a real statement with this game. They can make a statement that they belong in the state championship discussion. They can make, you know, the statement that um, they have arrived, that there's no more 0-21. There's no more winless seasons. Obviously, we know they're past that. Uh, but, you know, they can make a statement that is completely gone. That culture is no longer there. Um, by matching up against um, – and I I was just checking this um, – by percentage – the best winning percentage team in the state of Michigan over the last 30 years in country day. Okay. I mean, Kayla Webb versus Cam. Yeah. Kayla Webb versus Camry Clegg. Uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of scouting services have them one and two in the class of 2018. I mean, it, it's matchup. Janae Terry, Versus uh, Jasmine Powell or uh, whoever might be playing the two this year. It's a matchup. It's a real matchup. I mean, if Amara Chikwe is back, you know, six foot, six foot Amara Chikwe on the wing versus, versus, uh, versus um, Destiny Pitts, Minnesota commit, you know, these are, these are good matchups on paper. And I mean, actually on the court, um, you know, just the styles of play. They're like, oh my god! I mean, the only mismatch there is is, you know, does Wayne Memorial have to leave? You know, their freshman uh, Jaya, um, Jaya out out to dry um, to to check Tyler Bennett. Um, I mean, because you know, you look at Michaela Ziegler versus um, versus Maxine Moore, they do a lot of the same stuff. They do a lot of the same stuff that you might be looking at carbon copies, right? So on paper, it's a lot of similarities um, for the teams. What's going to happen when they actually get on the court? That's that's what's interesting. Yeah, I, I think yeah that's, that's a sneaky good one. Sneaky good that one. might it, and that seven forty five is the last game. Um, it's the last game of the day. Um, so I think that uh, for sure, for sure. Um, that's probably going to be, to me, in my opinion, that's going to be the best game of the day. Um, you know, obviously two of the best teams in the state. Uh, we'll talk about that on maybe our next show, um, about who we think are the best teams. We'll, we'll, now, those are rankings that we do. We do do team rankings. So, you know, there's no more Lathrop, so you all can't call me biased. But... Um, <laughs> You know, um, we're, we'll talk about who's the best team in in the state, uh, you know, later on. But obviously, those are two of the best teams, and dare I say it, two top ten teams in the state uh, that, you know, hey, look, they're going to duke it out. There's, there's high major players on country day. You, you have – Tyler Bennett, who's committed to Clemson. You have Destiny Pitts, who's going to go to Minnesota. You have uh, Kayla Webb, who's committed to Marquette. There's Division One players on Wayne Memorial, too. Janae Terry, who's definitely going to be a Division One player. Camry Clegg, another Clemson commit from the state of Michigan. And can I just say, they are really recruiting the state of Michigan hard. And, 
you know, they're coming out with some gems. Maybe, you know, Michigan should have took note of this, but never mind. We'll save that for our, our college show. Uh, <laughs> Ew, man. You know, Ew. Ew. Well, I'm, I'm just saying. But you have you have Michaela Ziegler, who's already racked up her Division One offers. Um, you have, you know, you have Amara Chickway, who's who's uh, going to Youngstown State. These are Division One players, you know, stepping foot on the court. Do you realize at the end of this matchup, you know, a year from now, we might be talking about there were ten Division One players on the court. That's a lot. That's a heck of a lot, man, for 22 teams. What other matchup can you think of where there were, you know, and like I said, it's possible, but like I said, I've already counted, I already counted seven, okay? I already counted seven for sure that, you know, have the offers and are going to be Division One players. You know, a couple other players who who, who could pan out to be Division One players at the end of this matchup, we're talking about ten players who will be playing on ESPN. It's not getting hyped up like it. Um, you know, obviously some of the players are hyped for it, and some of the girls who play are hyped for it. But if you're a women's basketball fan in the state of Michigan, you should be at Arbor Prep. You you should be at Arbor Prep um, on December third on that Saturday, because let me tell you. It's it's gonna be some buckets handed out, and uh, and you don't want to miss that. No, it's definitely gonna be something to watch and it's something to see. It's gonna be very, I, I think it's gonna be very entertaining. I think it's gonna be very entertaining. It's the reason why it's gonna be, you know, the finale for the icebreaker. It's it, 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 it's the reason why. Definitely. I mean, and even looking ahead into uh, another event that's already planned um, in the Best of Michigan Holiday Classic, um, a lot of people don't look at me funny for this, but I'm dead serious. I can't wait to see Ann Arbor Huron versus Macomb, Dakota. You know, Macomb, Dakota is one of those teams um, where they have they have a, a unfortunate uh, task of of having to see Kier Fletcher, um, you know, a lot of times. Um, sometimes in district, sometimes in the regular season, um, and it never really turns out pretty. But they can play. Don't don't get it messed up. They can definitely play the game with, with basketball. They can shoot. They're always well conditioned. I, I want to see. I want to see how Ann Arbor Huron handles it. How, how will you handle when somebody swings at you? Yeah, that's actually he. But actually, but um, nah. People gonna look at you funny for that, but they're two similar style teams. I, I think that's. Yo, so you are listening to the Last Second Shot podcast live recording. I did tell y'all we had a special guest 
We ain't say no names. You know what I'm saying? We we just kind of floated it out there. We got a special guest, uh, one of the best players in the nation. Not not our words, even though I definitely believe those words. It's ESPN's words. Top top ten in the nation in her class on ESPN. One of the best players in the state, regardless of class. Um, you know, a do-it-all player. Um, somebody who I think, you know, who I think, and, you know, this is early, but she's going to be campaigning for Miss Basketball in, in a couple of years. Um, so without further ado, um, I just want to go ahead and, and welcome, welcome um, who many have already, we've already talked about a lot in this show, uh, Rakia Jackson. Hi. Rakia. Hey. <laughs> hey, how are you? Good, you? I'm good. Did, did I go overboard with the intro? No, it was, it was good. <laughs> Man, thank you for joining us on the show. We really appreciate having you. No problem. So let's get it. Let's get it. So you're you're a, you're a special, very special kid. Um, kind of kind of just exploded on the scene as a as a freshman. Like, how was it last year? Your first your first year of uh, of high school ball. And not only that, but being the one, you know what I'm saying? Mhm. Now, how was well, how was that for you? Well, my first year of high school basketball, it was a little bit tough because you know it was hard on me because like I kind of felt like I had to do everything. Like if we lost, I felt like it was all my fault. And like when I go home, I just think like, what could I have done? to win that game or something like that. And then I was just thinking, like, will I have more help next year? Just things like that. Definitely. Now, now, um, and we've been talking about depth a little bit in the show. Um, Now, you all are a young team, which which I've kind of, you know, said probably too much on on the show. But um, (laughs) how – now, how – you know, because you all are so young, how is it you – know, I mean, one, do you feel like you have been thrust into the leadership role? And, and how, how have you prepared to be the leader of the team, if so? Well, most of it comes from Coach Brown. Uh, she kind of basically chose me to be one of the leaders out of – well, we basically have three captains on the team, but she chose me and – I try to, you know, do things that I would want them to do. Like, I can't be jogging and be like, come on, run, because I'm not running. Like, I have to set by example. And that that's just really it. Okay, I mean, that's, 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 that's a mature way to look at it a lot of – a lot of youngins don't don't have that monster or take heed to that monster anyway. Um mm-hmm. Now, yeah, your mom tells me that you're you're a, you're a modest kid, and oh, oh, what kid? A modest kid to me, you kind of you kind of shy about being special. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I definitely saw that 
you know, when, when we met Saturday. Um, now, don't be modest about answering this question, though. Do you feel, now ESPN, like we're, we're going to have to address the ESPN thing. ESPN ranks you seven in the class, in the country. Do you feel you're, that's correct? Or do you feel that's lower than you should be or, you know? Honestly, I was so surprised to see me rank that high. Um, well, my coach knew, basically my whole entire school knew but me, and my coach was trying to keep it a secret from me for, like, a week. But then she just told me. So I looked. And then I was like, wait, wait, is that me? And I had I had to look again. I was like, wow, that is me. Like, it was just unbelievable because I never thought I would be ranked that high on an ESPN page. Like, I never thought about it. So when I saw that, I was definitely surprised. Like, mm-hmm. I was surprised. Very, very, <laughs> very humble answer. But, you know, it's honest, though. Very humble answer. I tried to get you. I tried to get you. <laughs> Try to get you. You ain't fall for it. Hey, Darren, she 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 ready. She ready. She ready for us media folk, man. We can't get her. <laughs> but uh, next, but you know, another thing, kind of getting away from basketball a little bit, though. Um, you seem like you you you're in the sneakers. A- am I wrong by saying that? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Answer that one with a little bass of your voice, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, what 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 sneakers you know saying on the court or off the court? What, what you what you what you rocking? Like what? If I had to t- like, let's if I say, Rakia, let's go shopping. There's five pair of sneakers you, that that you would pick out. What, what would they be? I'm getting the look the Kobe tens high top. Oh, those are my all-time favorite shoes to hoop in. Just perfect. Um, I'm getting the LeBron. Uh, I forgot the number. I think they're the nines. But I also like how the tens look, so I will get both of those. I will get, um, well, last year my favorite shoe was the Hyperdunks. That was the last year Hyperdunks. So I'll probably get those and some flip-flops or some Harachis or something. Okay. Okay, good choice. It sound like you know your sneakers, though. It sound like, sound like you ain't new to this. <laughs> sound like, sound like you be, sound like, sound like your mom, your mom be burning a lot of, burning a lot of money on you. Something like that. <laughs> oh, just, just, just something like that, huh? <laughs> But um, back to back to the back to the important thing, basketball. Um, what are your expectations for the for the for the year? You know, yeah, you, you got a a loaded a, a loaded bunch around you now. You know, with mm-hmm. you being this piece of it, what's your expectations? And, and I know the obvious answer is the state championship, mm-hmm. but out, mm-hmm. outside of that. You said outside of basketball? Outside, no, outside of a state championship, which I know everybody's oh. striving for. 
what are your expectations for as a as a uh, as a as a team now that you have a loaded bunch around you? Mhm. Well, my expectations are like we create a tighter bond, like sisters. Like no one can break our bond apart. Like a strong bond and. Um, just working hard in practice, like things like that, those are my expectations. Um, also, like national coverage, because I, I feel like like we're we're really good. Like we can, I just feel like we can win it all. Like everything, we we have it, but you know we can't just say that. We actually have to work like we really want to win the championship. Okay. Okay. High expectations. Talking, talking, uh, talking, having the, you might have, you you know, you you probably want the uh, LeBron experience having, you know, ESPN cameras at your games, huh? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It it definitely. Now, I'm just listening to the, uh, to the interview, you know, and letting it unfold. Am I picking up on? Are you actually a shy person, or is it just the interview? Um, I'm not. When you first meet me, I might come off as a little shy, but not really. <laughs> That's so, fair. That's fair. Now, um, you said something interesting where you said you wanted the national coverage. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. um. Obviously, um, just looking at the schedule, we were talking about some matchups we were looking forward to. Um, mm-hmm. You get your chance. You get your chance to play a team from out of state early in the season against Whitney Young. What does I mean? How how does that make you all feel? Like, do, do you feel like you know um, it's your chance to prove that you know maybe Michigan does does it better than than a mm-hmm. lot of other. You know, states, I mean, obviously you got to already prove that um, one of Boo Williams and having success this year and, and, and things like that. But, you know, on the high school end, like, what kind of mode does that put you in to see that you get to play that out-of-town team? Mm-hmm. It's just kind of all, like, it's time to go. Like, we have to – we don't – it's not like it's not a must win this game, but we really want to win because we hear a lot about Whitney Young. We hear that they're a really great team. We searched up a couple of our games. I tried to do research on them and everything. But it just puts me in a mode, like, it's go time. Like, it's time for us to really get put on the map, and I, I really want this. Right. It, I mean, you know, just um, a little history on it. Whitney Young is very good. You know, they've actually not mm-hmm. lost in the state of Michigan ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you all can can make history. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they beat um, they beat Marion uh, a few years back, who was nationally ranked. Um, and they also beat Benton Harbor uh, when they had the Gondrezic sisters. So, you, I mean, you have a chance to do something really special there. Mm-hmm. Um, more on the national side of things. When you, when you, you know, go to these, you know, out of town places. Like, do you carry it, you know, and play out of state, you know, during the summer, more so? Um, do you have that feeling of, dang, I wish we can do more of this during the high school season. Cause I know, I, I know 
you know, me and Darren feel that way all the time when we watch stuff like that. So okay. do you, you you feel that way? Like, oh, dang, I wish we could go to Phoenix and play in a, a tournament of champions or, uh, you know, play, you know, the best team from California in D.C. Do you, do you during the high school, during the winter months, do you feel like that? Not really. Like, I don't think about it in that way. I just feel like whoever we play, we just must dominate them. It don't matter who you are, like, it will be fun, you know, to, like, go to Phoenix and play, like, the best teams ever. It sounds really fun. I don't I don't think about it like that, but now that I'm starting to think about it, like, that will be kind of cool. <laughs> word. Word. I mean, seems like you got your head on straight, you know. Mm-hmm. You're a smart kid. So more than just being, a, you know, Probably the, the 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 female version of Kevin Durant. Excuse me if I'm being you know <laughs> if I'm going overboard. <laughs> um, it's fine. I just I like I like I like, I like for for y'all listening. I just like messing with with kids. I I, I just like messing <laughs> with. Um, <laughs> but more than just that, you seem like you're you know you're, you're humble, you're smart. It mm-hmm. seems like you. It seems like you start. You're really loving this game. Like when did you start playing? I started playing in the seventh grade. Mm. So mm. that's like three years ago. Yeah, it was towards the end of my sixth grade year. Yeah. So they. Wow. Yeah. Well, how have you gotten so good so quick? Just getting in the gym, like. When when I first started playing basketball, I didn't really like it, but I wanted to do it because all my brothers did it. So I met Coach Brown. I transferred school. I went to a different school, and she and I remember one day when I was in seventh grade, I told her I said I want to be Miss Basketball. She said, "Well, you just gonna have to keep working at it," and that is the thing I strive for every day. Definitely. And, you know, like I said in your intro, I I think if you keep going at this rate, um, it, it won't be much competition. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, honestly, you know, we're rooting for you, just like we root for everybody else. Uh, just want to thank you for coming on the show. You know, we know you just got out of practice. It's hard. Probably got some homework to do. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you for coming on the show. We're going to definitely be at some games this year. Um, mm-hmm. Looking out. Okay. <laughs> All right, go Pioneers. Huh? You said go no, Pioneers. You said go Pioneers. Like, oh. Yeah. Everybody go listening, pioneers. he's white. He's white, people. All right, Rikia, don't eat, don't don't rage, don't rage your mama's refrigerator too much now. I know you, I know you like to eat though. All right, and that was the Rakia Jackson. And what a great interview. Uh, y'all might have noticed I was going for a little minute during the interview. The producers had to get my mic right and everything. Um, so, you know, hopefully Eric held it down in, in, in those few moments. I can't hear anything. Uh, but, you know, I'll, and if you're just tuning in, um, this is the Last Second Shot podcast, a live recording of it. 
Eric, I want to talk to you about something that you um you kind of unknowingly hit on earlier in the show, right? Um, uh, just last week, Marissa of Passable posted a an article that said women's basketball had reached its peak. Okay. Now, anybody who knows what a peak is means that that's the highest point. It's nothing but down from there. I read the article. Mm, it had some points in there uh, that I don't necessarily agree with, but I can see how you would, you know, you would reach those conclusions. Um what do you think? Do you think bas- women's basketball has reached its peak? Um, no, I don't think so. I, um, in our, we, we, and me and you have had a bunch of off-air conversations about this. I think the women's game right now is at the same stage that the men's game was back in the fifties, in early sixties, where, um. You, you got a bunch of great amateur talent, you know, meaning middle school, AAU, high school. And then the the, the college game is the biggest <clears throat> or the most talked about um part of the of the of the sport. You know, back in the fifties, for men, the NBA, the young NBA wasn't the big media draw for basketball. It was the NCAA, and just like now, the big media draw for women's basketball is not the WNBA; it's the NCAA, UConn, Baylor, Maryland, South Carolina, Ohio State. That's yeah. The draw. <laughs> Here you go. But anyway, that, that's the draw for right now. So I don't think in, in the the more athletic these girls get, the more talented they are, and the more skilled they're becoming. I don't. I can only see this getting better. I can't see it getting worse. I can't see it stalling. So I don't think he's reached his peak now, yet. Now here here's the thing. Um, just just this last WNBA finals, ratings were high as ever for the first time all of Twitter was talking about the ending of the WNBA Finals, okay? It was a great match, but that never happened before. My timeline has never been consumed with everything WNBA, okay? So so when that happens, you see a progression, okay? What I think is I think the WNBA is actually ahead of where the NBA was at this point in time. And you want to know why? Um, because they've been doing something that the men's game is just transitioning to, and they've been doing it for a while. And now the athleticism is backing up. You have they're going to have multiple players in the league who can dunk um, on ten foot rims. You know they're not going to. Hopefully they never lower it. Like there was a discussion about last year, but you know aside from that, you know. Women's basketball is positionless. Everybody can do everything. Um, 
and there's always been a tight handle on the fundamentals, okay? You can't say the same for, I mean, you know, men's obviously the draw in is their athleticism. You tune in to see some dunks and crossovers, whereas you're seeing more of that with the WNBA now. But now you're seeing, okay, there's six, five, six, six centers can hit a step back three, which that's what people want to see in the NBA. But, you know, with women's, the, the draw that they have is it starts at the youth age. For years now, it's been a, okay, you need to be able to do everything type of deal. Okay? So that's what people are looking for. The WNBA has it. Players are more athletic than they've ever been in the women's game. Okay? Um, it's just all around... I feel like the W the WNBA NCAA women's isn't close to its peak. Now, like I said, a lot of people say there's no parity in in the women's game. I mean, obviously the Lynx have, have been a dominant fixture in the WNBA for about five years, uh, not winning every year, but you know being in the finals every year. Um, UConn has hasn't lost in 79 games. So okay, now there's dominant teams. But when you look at the teams that aren't those dominant teams, there's real competitive. It's a real competitive nature. Eric. Yeah, it's a real competitive nature, and there, those teams are looking to kill you. I mean, metaphorically speaking, and they're intimidating. You know, I think people are being a little short-sighted, and, I, and I'm a person who likes parity too. I think everybody does. But I think people are being short-sighted when they say, oh, well, I don't want to watch the women because UConn is going to win because they have all the best players. Well, there are 24 McDonald's All-Americans. UConn usually gets two, maybe three. In a good, on a good year, maybe just maybe four. There's still 22, 20 other All-Americans left. And it's not great yeah, that UConn I mean, just, just to be fair, UConn usually gets the best All-Americans. <laughs> uh, I mean, but it's not we, honest about it. It's the, the best recruiting class. They haven't had it. Um, they haven't had it. Did they have it the last couple of years? The best, the number one recruiting class, um, or has no, or has you know figured out something that ain't nobody else figured out yet? You, UConn hasn't had the best recruiting class in three years. Gino Ariema is just a, a great coach. Gino Ariema is just really good at what he does. I mean, even this year. There is no Brianna Stewart, who I think is probably one of the best players to ever play in the NCAA. And he went in and beat Baylor, who they had ranked ahead of UConn. Um, I mean, but, you know, even looking at it on a lower level, um, I mean, come on. Like, you know, we spent all summer doing this. We saw Sydney Cooks from uh, Midwest Elite, um, who, you know, she can do it all. And she gave One Nation, you know, a run for their money. Like, she she went hard at them. We saw, you know, girls 
who can shoot the deep ball just like me as players probably can outshoot some of your top prospects on the boys' side. So for people to say that uh, women's basketball is on a decline just because the 2016 or uh, 2017, or I think they were speaking of the 2016 class, didn't have any program changers, that's not fair. Not every recruiting class has a, a, a program changer, not on the men's side or not on the women's side. Not at all. Not at all. If anything, you know, more to that point of looking at both men and the both men and women's games by, side by side, the last couple of years, there has there's been talk that there hasn't been any, you know, program changers. Well, not program changers, but franchise getting to the pro level, franchise changers on the men's side of things when it comes to the NBA draft. You know, you, you'll have a, you know, a D'Angelo Russell or Carl Anthony Towns, a, you know, a, 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 in looking at, you know, the draft this year, Josh Jackson, De'Aaron Fox. But most of these classes have been, okay, they're going to be an okay player. They're going to be, well, my- oh, they might be all-star. But – my question for people who say things like this is my question for the people who say this is how many program changers do you think there are in this world? <laughs> like how many how many franchise players do you think there are in this world? And if they were that common, you know franchise players mm-hmm. wouldn't get paid hundreds of millions of dollars. Or uh, you know, a scholarship probably wouldn't be worth as much. It would probably only be a partial scholarship. You know, if there were that many players that could just change programs and franchises, it's, it's just not feasible, man. That, and you know, I, in my and, honest opinion. And, 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 and more than that, I think we would have the term or the phrases program changers, franchise players, if they were just that common. The, the term, the, those terms won't even be used. So Brad. more to that, it, you know, if if they're so common, you know, why, you know, why are there, why are, are there so few of them? Why are they treated differently? Why are they put on a higher pedestal? Because they're uncommon. It's only so. It, 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 there's only so many. Um, you know, Kelsey Mitchells. There's only so many Asia uh, Wilsons. There's only so many Bree Stewarts, Mo Jeffersons, Ariel Powell. There's only so many of them. You know, there's only so many of those type of players that could come in and change a whole program. There's only so many of those. It's it's, It's not, you're not getting that every day you're not going to walk into a gym just one day and see 10 players. You know, you might see that at, a, at an AAU tournament here and there, a big one, but you're not just going to walk into a random gym to see a bunch of girls and and, and, 10 of, and all 10 are franchise, or, I mean, or program changers. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, in short, I think the girls' basketball uh, 
outlook is safe. I don't think it's reached its peak at all. With players like Rakia Jackson, who we had on the show, I can't thank her enough. Um, With players like that in the wings waiting, um, it's only going to get better. It's it's only going to get better. And the producers are telling me we have to wrap up. We only have like a minute and a half left. Um, So real quick, uh, sorry, I know I got 90 seconds, producer. (laughs) Um, But Hey, real quick, I just want to thank everybody who tuned in live, everybody who's going to listen to this on demand. Uh, hey, man, shout-out to Williamson. Um, parents, they've been showing us a lot of love, especially shout-out to Washington County, um, who showed us love over the summer. Um, if you don't if you don't have a highlight tape and you need one, make sure you holler at us uh, via Twitter or uh, our emails. Um, you know, because we get down with that. <laughs> we get down with that for sure. Uh, but salute to all of y'all. All right. Let me shout out, you know what I'm saying? I always, you know, at a big event like the Mega Scrimmage or, you know, Best of Michigan Round Ball or whatever, I always shout out the, the parents that that we meet. You know, I I, I really want to shout y'all out because the the the, peop- the parents that I've met, you know, have been good people, you know what I'm saying? And I, I really just want to shout y'all out. Y'all good people. Keep doing what y'all doing. Keep raising these kids right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have it without y'all. All right, man. We're going to holler at y'all next week on our regular time. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW group void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus